you guys. I think I'm in love again. episode of this is my bourbon podcast this is the first bonus episode we've done in a while on the regular podcast feed i'm super happy to do this i'm your host perry i got curtis and swan with me as well say hello guys hello what's up <laughs> curtis's usual sign on <laughs> what's up y'all what's up guys so we're doing this because we had a couple of products that we wanted to review, but we had some other business we had to take care of this week. And I figured it was best to do this all at the same time because these are two new releases from two of our favorite distilleries. So we've got the Wilderness Trail Small Batch Rye Bourbon that's bottled in bond. And we also have the Four Roses Small Batch Select, which just came out. I'm really freaking excited about both of these products. You guys know that we've been fans of Wilderness Trail ever since their first batch of bourbon came out, the weeded bourbon. So, I have high hopes for this. I have high hopes, and I've already nosed it. I'm just like, <laughs> all right, let's just drink it already. How different is that nose from their their regular, or excuse me, their weeded mm-hmm. bourbon? Oh, oh Swan, would... Swan jumped ahead. <laughs> Listen, I got excited. Uh, oh my gosh, Perry. This is good. Yeah. This is really good. I'll let you, I don't want to influence. Oh my gosh. Yep. Oh yes. This is what craft distilleries should be making. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. Hands down what they should be making. I need to go back for another sip before I, I say what I'm about to say. I should probably nose it this time. I should. The nose is really interesting. It is. And it's kind of mild for the amount of flavor that yeah. you get. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what the rye content on this is. It's on the side. Good to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I read it. 24% rye. Oh, That's yeah. a high rye bourbon. Very. Yeah. It shows. You know what's. It shows through on the palate, not necessarily on the nose. I was about to say the same thing. When I noticed it, I was like, hmm, this isn't really the considerable like rye nose you get. Yeah. It's a little under the radar, but still significant. It's it it's a little citrusy on the nose, I would say. You know what's crazy to me? This is so close to you know, a high rye bourbon that's close to 100 proof, you immediately think Wild Turkey 101, right? Right. This is so much more approachable. I mean, if somebody that, you know, started drinking and Wild Turkey 101 was a little out of my wheelhouse when I was drinking the 80 proofs and stuff, this, this is approachable. Yeah. Yeah, like this is literally, this is what I want <laughs> Yeah. in a rye bourbon. Um, you know how I always, like on higher rye bourbons i'm i'm usually going ah, you know like it's, it's just a little there. it's yeah. just a little off for me it's a little uh too much spice a little too much uh bitter 
Ness. This doesn't give me that. All right. I'm going to say it. I was having a hard time comparing the two until right now because one was doing something very different from the other. But I think I like this better than New Riff. I could see that this is a lot more mellowed out. I like. Mm-hmm. I think I like it better than their bottled and bond bourbon. That being said, New Riff has really good single barrels. I've not had a bad single barrel from them yet, and their rye is phenomenal as well. But this is of a different caliber. I mean, really, truly, this is something highly unique. Also, they redid the uh, the cork on it. Which I, I really like. The logo's on top now. So, looks cool. I just, uh, this is great. I didn't pick up a bottle when I went to the distillery. I just got the one for the podcast. I'm seriously regretting that right now. Danville's not too far away. And oh, I'm sure that back. it's going it, to, it's going to be more widely available here soon, too. Oh, it is. Yeah. And I remember when this first came out, the original Mashville that came out with the weeded. It was hard to find. I mean, like, I was literally looking for stores that kept it in stock. And then now it's like I walk into any Kroger Wine and Spirits or Total mm-hmm. Wine. They've got this on the shelf. And including the rye, it's getting yeah. out there. Um, which I don't know how their distribution is outside of Kentucky. But inside Kentucky, when you visit, definitely pick up a bottle. It is well worth yeah. it. Any of their expressions. I've not been able to really pick apart anything wrong with any of them other than in a few years, they're going to be better. And I'm so oh, yeah. excited for that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that this had come out last year. And the only reason is because I would have easily called them the best craft distillery or best new craft distillery of 2018 had this been a part of their lineup at the time. And unfortunately, I can't add that into the mix in 2019 because they were producing and releasing stuff last year. Sure. But here's where the like merit comes, I think. Yeah. And the true like kind of respect towards it is if they were to release this back a year ago. We would not feel the same about it, I don't think. I think that's fair. I think the fact that they were like, we're going to respect the bourbon and treat it to and release it when it absolutely needs to be. Sure. I think that's what the key is. Here's a question. Do you guys like this better than the weeded bourbon? Yeah. Yeah, I I do. I do. And it's in such a different category. Yeah. Uh, It's hard to really compare the two, which is great because there's so many distilleries that like... Even Buffalo Trace, one that's so well known, you get you get a hold of some uh, Blantons, and then you have some Rock Hill Farms right after, and you're like, I can tell these are in the same wheelhouse, sure. you know. Everything from them, all three of the releases they've done, wildly different, and all good in their own right. Yeah, even their rye whiskey, I mean, is totally different from either of these bourbons mm. they have out. And it's a solid weeded bourbon too. Like I would absolutely. I, I think I'm I'm gonna say it is too. Yeah. And that's like a big thing for me. I'm usually not. Well, I mean, we've, we've spent so much time hyping up the weeded bourbon that now that this is out, like, I mean, I kind of expected that we were going to like it, but this is kind of on a different level mm-hmm. from where I thought this was going to go. And even for batch one, they're doing something I, right. They're man. doing something very right. I've been, we've been saying that about them from day one. So 
I think they're definitely setting the standard for craft releases. I think so too. And I think that between Wilderness Trail and and New Riff, these are those are easily the two best craft distilleries and should really be the gold standard. I totally agree with you. Yeah, and it's making me even more excited for things like Castle and Key that are coming out with a bottle and a bond oh, up yeah. front. Yeah. And mm-hmm. knowing that the craft releases that have come out over the years that have been bottled and bond are usually ones that we get excited over. So so I would definitely like for us to uh, go ahead and, and do a formal review of this with our review system of Nose Palette Finish and Price. It is a review system that uses four categories, of course. Each category is out of five, and then we total everything up for a total score out of 20. And that's an indication of whether or not you should go and find this bourbon. Guys, what would you give the nose on this? I think the nose is actually the weak point of this. I have to agree. I think it's, I'm only going to give it a three. And the only reason I'm giving it a three, because I know that sometimes like with our review system, it's kind of me knocking stuff down a peg. I just want it to be stronger. Like yeah. the notes are wonderful. Just hit me in the face a little more, you know, like it's, I think that's fair. It's, um, it's really great. And I think that could just be attributed to the proof, but there's so many rye bourbons that when I get the nose, it immediately hits me the second I, you know, get close to the glass. This just isn't, which for somebody that's new, that's going to kind of raise your score a little bit because you don't want that punch. But for somebody that's kind of used to 110, 120, even 130 proof bourbons, uh, like a lot of our listeners are, I, I got to assume that, you know, a little bit more would be better. I think I would have to give it a, I really enjoy this. <laughs> um, it's <not> a score. <laughs> Close. Um, give me a number here, Kurt. <laughs> I think I have to agree with a three. Yeah. Um, I do too, for the record. Yeah. <laughs> just be honest. Funny with how you. that works. Um, yeah, I think a three just because that is the weaker point yeah. of all of them, mm-hmm. of all points put, put together. With that being said, I really enjoy it, and I'm more on the nose of, the, of higher rye bourbons that I don't necessarily want that super punch. Sure. Uh, That's totally understandable. So I get that. I, I'm just... I feel like I'm putting it as a three as a default just because that's the weaker point. But I don't want to give it like a four because it's not completely where I want it to be. It's not yeah. wowing me, um, but it's just so good. It's definitely still inviting. I think that it takes what, what really worked about the, the weeded bourbon and elevates it. So while I'm still maintaining some of those sweeter notes that I was finding on their their weeded product, now I'm really finding darker notes as well. There's a dark flower that I'm finding, like a like a like a floralness that I cannot quite pick out. Maybe it's the rye. Maybe I'm really focusing on the rye on the nose. I'm not entirely sure. But there is a super dark note on the nose that I'm finding that I really, really enjoy. That being said, I do think that the palate is superior to the nose and takes it in a direction that the nose just doesn't quite indicate it's going to go in. So, I, like I said, I gave the, the nose a three, but I gave the palate a four. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> I gave the palate a four as well. I did too. 
Man. All right. You all are making this easy on me. <laughs> yeah, no, I just... The palate is so good, and it's so approachable. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, it's dangerous. Like, it's, it's going to be easy to drink. And I think they did... I didn't even think about this. They did a killer move putting this out right before Derby. Oh heck yeah! This is going to be heck yeah. This is going to be one of if anybody's like, well, what do you what do you recommend for just sipping on or trying a mint julep or anything? I'm just Wilderness Trail Rye Bourbon. Dude, the the more that I go back to it, the more I'm getting like a molasses flavor. I can definitely as, see as that as well. Like there's this, a really syrupy quality to it, and and not like a not like a watered down like market version. It's like a pure molasses sugary flavor to it you know what's interesting they use they actually have a sorghum rum that they put out that's what it it, it reminds me of sorghum that's yeah that's exactly what that i've is. had that before it is very hot by the way but it is got a bunch of good flavor to it it reminds me of that a little bit mm-hmm. so whoever's i guess you know picking these barrels and deciding this is what they want to put out Maybe they're a little influenced by that, and it is not a bad thing at all. It does. It does overall kind of remind me of a rum, a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that it has some rum qualities to it for sure, especially in the sweetness of it. What'd you guys think about the finish, though? It's I, there. It's definitely there. <laughs> I think if you had this first thing, I'd probably do it a little higher. So I've added a half point because I know that Kentucky hugs there, but I've had a couple of things before this. Sure. Uh, I give it a three and a half. Okay. Um. It's very solid. 100 proof is the great proof point for this. I mean, of yeah. course, if they wanted to put out a cast strength release, I'm going to be first in line, hopefully, at, uh, uh, at the distillery. Mm-hmm. But uh, just an everyday sipper, this is great. And I, I think that the 100 proof actually does better with this release than it does with the weeded bourbon. I'd like to almost see the weeded bourbon at like a 105, 110. Yeah. Uh, just as kind of a daily drinker. But this one at 100 is Great, and I think it's that rye quality that kind of punches it up there just a little bit to kind of accommodate for the proof. Yeah, yeah. I was going with the uh, finishes of four. Uh, I mean, it's just it's it's there. It like kind of gives you that Kentucky hug, and yeah. I'm st- I think I'm probably getting it a little more just because I haven't had the previous as much as what uh, the previous ones we've we've tried, um, and I think it just has this really nice quality of an even burn, not an even burn, but you know, like it just slowly comes at you and it doesn't, it doesn't immediate. It's not like full stop. Uh, it just, there's something about it that just really is nice to me. So I think I'm going to give it four. I, I gave it a four as well. I, I really do enjoy that. Like, like, like what you're saying that it isn't just an end point. It just continues on and on. And it really does make me want to go back for another drink. I think that's the important part of it. Like the hug is definitely there. The continuation of the flavors is there. That's where I'm really starting to pick up on some of the sugary flavors that I was kind of talking about a little bit on the palate. But I, I think that that's not a detriment to some of the darker notes that I'm also picking up mm-hmm. on on the palate as well. It's just all, it seems to blend so well together and, and just works so well to elevate this to a product that I think people are going to be talking about for a long time. I mean, really. The distillery in general, man. Oh, for sure. It's going to be. Yeah. It's a little uh, bit of a game changer. No kidding. Price was about 50 bucks. I gave it a four. Yeah, I went with a four too. 
And you know, the funny thing about this is I worked in a liquor store, as some of people know that listen to the podcast. Uh, it's not super frequent, but I do. And every time I'm over there, I recommend their their products. And immediately the first thing is they're like, well, you know, I don't know if, you know, 50 to 55 is kind of my price range. Then they try it and they come back. Yeah. It's hilarious. I saw some guy came up to me today when I was working and he told me, he said, I tried that last time. It was great. I came back and got the rye too. I don't even like rye, but I wanted to try it. Yeah. And for, you know, a new distillery to have that effect, that's insane because Absolutely. that's usually something like I I invite somebody like, hey, you should really try Wild Turkey 101. They're like, that's kind of a party bourbon. I'm looking for something to sip on that's quality. Yeah. Then they kind of get into turkey. That's an established brand. Mm-hmm. To have something like Wilderness Trail at a slightly higher price point that you're kind of like, it's on that that edge of, do I really want to spend that money? And then have people come back again is, is crazy. Yeah. So it's definitely worthy of a four. I think the only thing keeping it from even going higher is just knowing that, you know, the age is right at that four-year mark. And there's some people that really define age and you know and kind of correlate that with price see for me it's not about the age it's just about the overall quality of it yeah like if if i were just jumping over the moon going everybody has to have this i'm gonna buy you know a case a week or a month or whatever of it then it would be in the five range it very well could get there i mean could you imagine this at eight years old? I want to. I want to. I can't well. wait. I want, to, <laughs> I want to. I mean, at eight years old, it would be. Oh man, it would yeah. absolutely blow us away. Yeah, I'm. Been, I'm. I'm. I because I was thinking about. I was going like three and a half. But here's the here's the like differential. Yeah, is I, I was kind of thinking like okay, th- three and a half because you sit there and you go well, you got Henry McKenna you know, wild turkey, and you're going, you know, those price points are like fairly, but then you go, oh, the size of the mm-hmm. distillery that, like, it being so young, that's a perfect price point. You know what I think about to, to that point, too? I think about this more like buying from a, a like a mom and pop shop. Exactly. Or, you're willing or, to pay more. Exactly. Or like a locally owned thing. So it, it, to me, is more like shopping local than going to like Walmart or Target or, or whatever. This is, you know, hey, you know, grandma, grandpa have this little little store down the road. It's a little bit more expensive to get a, you know, a, a thing of apples, but but you're gonna know the story. You're gonna know the exactly. people. You're gonna have exactly. an experience with this. I, I, yeah, and I, that's what really puts it to me as like four. Yeah, of like. Yes, that's exactly what I want. So you definitely you give it a four on the price. Yeah, yeah. So Curtis, you and I gave it a fifteen out of twenty. Swan, you gave it a fourteen point five out of twenty. Really so, close. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this is easily a recommend from me. I'm just I just want to know what it's going to be like in a few years, dude. Eight, can you imagine? even batch two, which Literally. will probably come out this year? Yeah. I'm. I'm. As soon as they say, "Hey, we've got batch two coming out," I'm gonna say, "I'll be there." Yeah, and I know this. Maybe two or three bottles. (laughs) I know this is like off reaction, but like, man, imagine this at an eight year point or like a ten year point. Come on, I'll be in line. I will be too. Sure, I'm just saying. Like, let's remember 
when we're sitting at looking at like Henry McKenna, let's remember at us looking at like Heaven Hill Bottle and yeah. Bond. Let's remember us at that price price point. We're gonna be spoiled if it stays around fifty. Yeah, I think so too. I hope it does. Yeah, that's what I'm meaning. It's like yeah. we're spoiled if it comes if we end, if they have these releases and it's like fitting sitting even seventy. Yeah, I'm assuming I can't predict into the future of you know that but based on the base product well i'm I'm hoping that what happens is that they grow enough over the next four or five years mm-hmm. to where they can afford to keep it at the 50 dollar price point i think that it makes sense should they consider or should they actually raise the price on this anymore but if they are able to maintain the popularity, if they're able to maintain the quality over the next few years at this price point and grow the following and yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think that it's totally doable for them. For yeah, this sure. is quickly becoming one of those bourbons. When people visit Kentucky, they're like, what should I grab? And it's always for me, JW Dan, JTS Brown, you know, just the local stuff that you don't get to see out of it. Yeah. Now I'm like, pick up Wilderness Trail. Absolutely. Please. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's phenomenal. And yeah. their distribution is going to get better. The bourbon's going to get better. The tours are going to get even better, which uh, according to some of the people that were in our Facebook group was already phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've not done the tour yet. Yeah. I need to. I remember somebody mentioning that, that it was just amazing. And the fact that it's approachable too, that's, mm-hmm. that's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that does it for that portion of this episode, that portion of that review. We are about to move on, though, to a much more widely distributed distillery. Um, Definitely not craft distilled. Uh, This is Four Roses Small Batch Select. This is their newest product, or the fourth rose, as they like to call it. Non-chill filtered, 104 proof, and a blend of six different recipes from Four Roses. It is the OBSV, OBSK, OBSF, OESV, OESK, and OESF. So basically taking um, three of the same yeast strains and both of their two different recipes and six individual bourbons becoming a part of that. So Mm. I'm going to have to transition here. Like just keep... I got to get my mindset on yeah, a different... it's very different. It's a very different... Because uh, I, I don't want to be like trying to compare the two, you know? Oh, I don't I don't want to either because, you know, we're, we're going from... <laughs> we're going from something that's going to be more nationally distributed. Yes, exactly. To really more local. But nonetheless, I'm still very excited for this. Oh, super excited. I, I had to um, watch people drink this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. And I did not get to try it. And I really wanted to. But I'm excited for the proof point, if I'm honest. I am too. Because they're notoriously more of a lower proof kind of bourbon. Like even their... LE releases, which are just renowned, are typically uh-huh. a little bit lower proof. But uh, this being a regular offering, I'm super excited. I'm sorry. I didn't catch that. That's a regular offering? This is going to be a regular offering. It's and the fr- fourth rose. Yeah. And from what I heard, it's going to be a... L- it's the most beautiful rose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just... 
It could be uh, a little bit lax on distributing up until the beginning of 2020. Yeah. And then they said it's going to be regular shelf tags out, put it on the shelf next yeah. to all their other products. Okay. What a change in noses. It is. It, it We went from spice to baking notes. Yeah, and it does have some some spice, but it's more of like a... It's almost like you put an extra dash of some spice in your, your baking thing that you were yeah. making. I'm getting a lot of sentiment on the nose on this one. You can definitely see it. This is like a really good banana bread. Yeah, I definitely see that. Which is something that I kind of find pretty often with Four Roses is a banana bread note. And I'm not disappointed by that at all. Banana bread's oh, great. Either. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just a hint of like brown sugar on there as well on the nose. Yeah, it does definitely have a sweetness. And of course, it's got the stereotypical floral note from Four Roses. But I have to say, out of all the releases, this one has kind of a lesser floral note than some of the others. The, the finish is very good. Oh, the finish is really good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really digging the finish. You know what? This reminds me more of Elijah Craig than it does Four Roses. I can definitely see that. It, Jump on that. It, yeah. it tastes more like a Heaven Hill product than it does Four Roses. Maybe it has to do with this blend that they've made, which I'm I'm totally okay with. I, I just think that this is a little bit off profile for Four Roses, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not their traditional no, profile, I not don't at think. All. I think there's reminiscence of it. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm going to be honest, as somebody that's a really big Heaven Hill fan, I'm, I'm really liking this one. This might be my favorite Four Roses product I've ever had. Aside from like single barrels. The single barrel picks at cast strength are ridiculous. Some of them even rival the LEs, depending so on too. what you get. I think so too. But like in, in terms of their standard offerings, I think this is where it's at. This is definitely really, my favorite yep. blended standard offering. Yeah. I think that's a, a pretty key differential is the uh, key, like, s- standard blended offering. Yeah. I am I am left thinking a little bit more about this one, though, in terms of, like, the complexity. Like, I'm having a, a, a bit of a harder time picking out specific things just because it is so deep and so complex. I think for me, it's just, I need to spend more time with it. Yeah. I, a lot of, you know, a lot of bourbons I've been, were able to get a good peg on it. Like, oh, this is what we think. I think this one for me, it, I have to think about it. I'm going to let it sit for a second so that my palate has a minute to rest. And so I can drink a little bit of water (laughs) as well. Cause I mean, we did basically go right from one to the other. My initial reaction with this, though, 
is I, I've not had a Four Roses product that is like this, period. And I think that they have found something that, again, could very well elevate them in a way that they might not be expecting. And I'm not trying to, like, you know, overhype it or oversell it or anything, but this is... This is really good. I had a little bit of water to mine. <laughs> I am drinking water still. It's just in the bourbon. It's well, fine. <laughs> hey, bourbon has water in it, in general. Man, that nose really calmed down. With some water? Yeah. And this is coming in at 104, correct? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a blend of six and seven-year-old bourbons. What did it do to the palate there, Swan? It really made it taste like the regular small batch. Interesting. Huh. It's got a little bit more um, oak than the small batch. And uh, let me go back in. Let me dive back in. Swan's going back into the pond, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely got a little bit more oak. Uh, there's a little bit more of a heat element to it. It didn't really drop a whole lot of the heat, even dropping down, because I put quite a bit of water in it. This is probably closer to like 80, 85. Um, but it is really good. I think I would... There's a lot of bourbons I have that like when I put water in it, it almost feels fractured. Like there was really not the intention to put water in this. They want you to have it cast strength. This one I could tell that they, they're comfortable with you putting some water in it because they, they put some thought into what it would be like if you put some ice cubes or if you chilled it maybe or even just put a couple of drops of water in like I just did. I can imagine that this would be really good in a bourbon forward cocktail. Yes, I think it would be phenomenal in one of those. And I'm I'm not I'm not using that as a cop out either because I think that as it stands, it has some really good interesting flavors to it. Yeah, and I think my go-to right now for bourbon cocktails because I've actually been doing a few more of those at home, not too many, but it's actually been the old Forester Rye. Yeah, I think this sure. one would be a very good, not super rye heavy bourbon to actually use for one of those cocktails, because it does have some rye recipes in it, and it comes across, but it's not very strong. I really would have been fooled into thinking that this was a Heaven Hill product, honestly, if I didn't know that it was a Four Roses. It's just so similar. I like it. I'm definitely getting a bottle of that. Yeah. I probably going to get another bottle of it as soon as i'm out yeah i definitely will <laughs> which i've not said a whole lot about four roses before and i i i think that we don't on the show give enough praise to four roses we don't i think a lot of it is is that the small batch is good and it's a good introduction bourbon when you move on there's really not a whole lot past the introduction phase where you're just super proud to show them off until you find a good cast strength single yeah. barrel release they found the middle ground, and it's good. I think so too. Yeah, I think they're filling the market, yeah. like filling the void that they definitely need. For like lack of a better term, and it's kind of punny and cliche, but they really did find the fourth rose. I think they did. Absolutely, I think this is, this is what they needed to complete that circle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cheers! Cheers to Bryn Elliott and his team. I mean, th- this is an exquisite offering from four roses that i think 
could probably win even the biggest skeptic of Four Roses over. Oh, no doubt. You know, I, I think that this offers so much from all different sides of the spectrum of bourbon that could hook people in. Yeah. Pretty. And funny pretty that it's right before the Derby. <laughs> race again for the, race for the roses again yeah there's a few more than four on that one but i definitely agree it's gonna be a derby <laughs> bourbon <laughs> yeah all right let's uh put this one through the ringer as well so nose palette finish and price um yeah what'd you guys give the nose i went surprisingly high with this one i really liked it i went with a four wow okay yeah so you kind of pointed out that this is more of a, a Heaven Hill product as far as um, just the way that it drinks. I'm a huge Heaven Hill fan. Yeah. Uh, this is this is good. It's got some that kind of Elijah Craig reminiscent with getting up into the proof a little bit more than 94. You got a whole 10 points more, um, and I think it's just a, a if not perfect, a really good middle ground for their products. And the fact that it's going to be regularly available yeah. is phenomenal i mean right now it's behind the counter at most places but this is going to be right next to their small batch it'll I'm be excited. on the, it'll be on the shelf in, a, in like a month or two i'm sure oh yeah um it's going to be great i can't wait for it nacho filter too i don't think we mentioned that oh, i don't think we did either yeah so that's that's another thing because you know it, it could just be a placebo thing seeing that on there and thinking immediately you get some more of that kind of fatty oily content to it but, i i get that though but it, i really I definitely it comes through yeah so I'm I'm a big fan. I think I'm going to give it a three and a half. Um, Curtis, you and I are on the same page today. All right. Well, sounds good. <laughs> I mean, the nose has that baking spice, and there's just something so great about that, and I really enjoy that. Um, I guess there's a few things that I kind of want. I might get one a little more of a uh, kind of a punch just a little more of an oomph for it um but overall so solid yeah i i think that the nose is definitely very inviting i just think that there it 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 really is kind of missing just a little bit that would make me want to go a step further into it that being said it it is definitely not bad i just want a little teeny tiny bit Mm -hmm. more from it which, again, as good as I think this bourbon is, I actually gave the palate the same score. I gave it a 3.5. <laughs> Did you as well? I gave it a 3.5. Yeah. We're on the same page All today. Right. I gave it a 3. Really? Okay. Yeah. You like the nose better than you did the palate. I did, substantially. Let me, sorry. Let me go for... Let me go first on the uh, finish. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So I, I gave it a, a three just because I, I thought that uh, I could pick apart more of what was on the nose. Like I got more of the baking spices, and then when I got it on the palate, it's kind of it, it definitely blended all together. And if we're going for nuance and that kind of thing, it seemed like it was more homogenous than just you know spread out. I can pick apart the notes, but that's a personal preference. And I have that problem yeah. with Heaven Hill too. Because uh, some of them, I, I really start picking apart stuff on the finish as opposed to the palate. Maybe that's just like how, how I like to drink. So that, that's perfectly fine, I guess. It's just different for everyone. Yeah. That is really interesting. Because what would you give it? A three. Three. See, I gave it a three and a half. And I, but I understand where you're coming from. 
Oh, I do too. Like it, it does have a like uh, homogenous kind of. I don't want to give it one note. Yeah, but no, it's, it's getting not. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a step towards that. See, I I don't take it as a a one note thing. The way that I'm viewing it as viewing it as wait, what am I trying to say? The way that I am viewing it is as that's what I was trying to get. Everything is working really well together. Like it's it's all commingling in a way that I'm I'm having trouble picking out one note or two notes or three notes. Again, not to the detriment of its overall quality. It's just it's all very it's kind of smushed together. I think they're just similar notes. I, I think that's, that's fair. There's no like super outlier. I think that's that we're fair. searching, like we're looking for. Maybe, yeah. Is that what? Yeah, you're I mean, kind of looking for. It's like I'm you leaning. want something that is like, whoa, that's yeah, where to. Because I, I think too, when and this could just be hearing the comparison that was made between Elijah Craig and this. At least with Elijah Craig, I get that kind of on the palette too, where you yeah. have a good solid one to two notes or even like four or five that all blend together as one good one. And then when the finish hits, that's when you break it apart for me anyways. Hmm. And I, I, maybe that's just the way I prefer to drink. Um, so it, it is definitely good. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the flavor, but when I have like a bookers or something like that, yeah. I swear every time I go back to that, I can find a different note or I can pick it apart or yeah. I can point at something. And it was like, this time I got distinctly this with this one. It's kind of the same. All three sips I took were relatively the same. Uh, none of which were bad, but right. just kind of want to pick it apart more. Yeah. So the finish? Go ahead. See, the finish for me, um, it's just like it falls short. It kind of hits the back of the throat, but then it doesn't follow all the way down through the chest. So for that, I think I'm going to give it a three. I've leaned toward a two and a half, to be honest. And I I think I might give it a two and a half. Um, oh, we didn't hit the same? I definitely didn't hit the same. That's sad. I gave it a three. Three? I was, see, I was leaning towards it, but for the... I That's, think it's fine. I, I, I see where you're coming from. Like, it does fall just a hair short yeah, I, of what it could be. But I... I I am still through the finish, you know, enjoying what I did on the palate. It just doesn't take it anywhere else. Yeah, you know. I think I'm gonna stick with my two and a half. I think that's um, fine. Just because off the palate, I I get all the kinds kind of things I want, and then it, it just for me anyway, it gets a stop. Yeah. It gets to like the back of the throat and then just goes, all right, I'm done. And I think that's where I'm, I'm sitting there going mm, two and a half. Yeah. With that's that right. being said, I really do enjoy the finish. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think that that kind of sets me off a little bit is it just stops. Yeah. I gave it a four. Really? Yeah. Okay. I really wow. liked it. I mean, I see where you guys are coming from. It does. It's a little short, but it is such a good finish. I pick apart the notes on the finish, just like I said on the palette, and I, I like that a lot because I we mentioned the baking spices you get on that, and I don't get that a ton on the palette. As soon as it hits the finish, 
it's right there. It is a little bit shorter. I, I think one of the reasons I'm probably giving it a four, and it could be a three and a half, honestly, is just this is exactly what Four Roses was missing. Every time I go back to yeah. the small batch, the finish is almost non-existent. Yeah, that's fair. The single barrel, even at 100 proof, when they just do the regular single barrel offering uh-huh. that's not a pick, still missing it. Four more proof points, I'm getting a ton more of it. This is exactly what I wanted from Four Roses. Um, I, I'm i going to stick with my four. I'm, I think I'm that's a fine. I'm a really big fan of this. So, Price is about... 60 bucks. All things considered, I gave it like a 3.5. I think that this, again, is what we've been looking for in Four Roses. But in terms of like overall quality, it may not be exactly where we want it to be. Meaning that it's more than middle of the road, but it's less than ideal. So 3.5 for me is is where I sat with that. All right. Uh, four. I gave it a four. I just think it's solid. I mean, like you said, it's everything that four roses is missing. It's the fourth rose. Uh, it, it's... I think at 55 to 60 bucks, this is very good. This is another one I'm going to point out on the shelf, especially when somebody's kind of hit that intermediary level where they really want something that's a step up and not quite cast strength. Sure. This is going to be a solid recommend for me. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for 100 proof or anything under 110, really, this is great. I used to honestly point at Willet for this. The pot still? No, not the pot still. The uh, Noah's Mill. In oh, particular. Oh, okay. And for that, I don't know if my palate's changed or the bourbon's changed, one of the two, but this is going to be kind of my replacement for that slightly over 100 proof bourbon. Mm-hmm. And I think Willet comes in close to 115. Um, and I used to recommend the Willet and the Old Forester Prohibition and uh, stuff in that range. But yeah, 104, this one's knocking out of the park for me. I'm going to go with three and a half um, because. It is very much that fourth rose we're looking for and that it really fills, fills that void of like, I just want something just a little bit more. And I think that this really brings together a very nice nose, a very nice palate, uh, has that baking spice. I get the baking spice a little bit on the, uh, on the palate itself. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think the price is, is a pretty solid price on what we're, what we're getting with this. Curtis, you and I were only off by 0. 0.5 on our <laughs> scores. Uh, I gave it a 13.5. You gave it a 13. Swan actually gave it a 15. Gave it a 15, yeah. So I, I still think that this is a recommend. I really am I'm totally not opposed to this bourbon being on a, on a shelf, on a back bar, whatever. This, I think, should find a place in your home bar. I think that this, even at this this proof point, this price point as well, I could maybe see myself ordering a pour of this when I go out, you know? Um, so here's a question. On your bar, your home bar, what would you put it over? What would I put it over? Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to the store and you say, I have room for one of these bourbons. You know what I think is a really good comparison to this? 
you've got Stag Jr. and you've got Stag, then you've got this and Four Roses LE. This is the Stag Jr. It's the kind of the baby to it. I could see that. It's a little bit less refined. It's yeah. higher in proof. Uh, I would honestly take this over some batches of Stag Jr. I think so, too. I'd agree. Yeah, I mean, and that, for anybody that loves the over 120 proof for that Stag Jr. offers, that's great. But as far as just being refined and more approachable and something that you can sip without thinking, man, this is like physically hurting me. <laughs> This this is kind of a go-to for me. So I'd, I'd put it over that, and that's saying a lot because there's people that wait in line for Stag Jr., and this is going to be on the shelf. This is going to be important, I think. Much like the Wilderness Trail is, this will be a significant point for Four Roses moving forward. And I'm I'm excited to see what that point is. I don't know exactly where that's going to go in the future just now, but this is a very solid offering from a widely distributed company. So yeah, that about does it for this bonus episode. Uh, where can people find you all on social media? On Instagram, you can find me at Kurtcon. on Twitter, Kurt underscore con 15. I'm only on Instagram working on that. Uh, it's, at the Bourbon Finder. Maybe soon that's going to change? Maybe soon. I've got some people interested in uh, more of a Facebook draw, so. Okay. Might we're be gonna, expanding a little bit. We're going to talk about that, too, yeah. Uh, I am at PewRitter1492 on all social media. If you want to follow up with the show, we are at my Bourbon Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Give us a five-star rate and review on iTunes. We will definitely be reading out some reviews on air. Uh, if you would like to do that, leave us a kind note. We would be happy to indulge you in talking about why you think this show is so good. Or not. Whatever you write, we'll talk about it on air. Just leave a five-star <laughs> review. It really does help people find this show. You can head to bourbonshop.threadless.com to find all of our apparel and merch. Again, we have a free shipping offer going on. Just use the code FREESHIPBC19, and you will be able to get free shipping on all orders over $45. I do a live stream every Thursday night on youtube.com slash thisismybourbonpodcast. It's a lot of fun. I usually do some kind of off-the-wall topics. Uh, last night, I did a review of the brand-new Cast Strength Pinhook Bourbon, which I don't know how it turned out because I'm kind of talking about this in the past or future. I don't know yet. Patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast is where you can become a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month. It really does help us out. You get awesome things like bonus episodes every month just for Patreon. We're starting to do some live streams uh, just for that group. We have a really fun community as well hanging out there. Again, that's patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. We will see you on the next bonus episode and next week on the regular episode. But until then, I'm Perry. I'm Curtis. I'm Swan. And this is my Bourbon Podcast bonus episode. Bye, y'all.